Hey, Panoply listener, looking for more podcasts for your playlist? Check out the Vulture TV podcast for great discussion about the latest TV shows, or check out Sex Lives for fascinating conversations about sex. You can find them on iTunes, panoply.fm, or on your favorite podcasting app. Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. And this week's topic actually comes from a listener because I'm trying to prove that when I say tweet your topics and questions to me, I'm not just saying that. I'm really listening. So this is from Oddly Lively, who wanted to know about decorating on a budget, which ends up working out really well for me because two weeks from today, I am moving apartments, which is a process that incredibly stresses me out. But luckily, there's someone in my office at Real Simple who is also moving and who happens to be one of our wonderful, organized, decorating pro home editors, who's Stephanie Sisko, who's back on the show. So welcome back, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. And Steph, you just finished moving or where are you in your moving process? Because you just moved in. So I think I have about one box left to unpack. So I'm pretty much on the, the home stretch at this point. But you had a unique experience where you moved in, you moved in with your boyfriend, so you yes. kind of had to combine, how did you yeah. leave your mark on, on your new apartment? <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting endeavor, one that I hadn't tackled before, but yeah, I think I was able to take some real simple tips and advice to really combine our aesthetics and get something that didn't look cookie cutter, really felt like each of our own and felt like home. What would you say was like the main thing you brought to the apartment? Like what's the Steph Cisco stamp of um, she's been here, she lives here? <laughs> I brought tchotchkes. I don't know about okay. you, but the gentlemen in my life tend to um, like the bare bones basics. And after yeah. being at Real Simple for six years, I've kind of come to learn to love all of the little pieces, decorative items, candles, glassware, things that really just make me smile and bring me joy and I like to incorporate those in, you know, any way I can. So I have a few little vignettes that I've created on a bookshelf or on a desktop, just things that when I look around make it feel like my home, not just a home I've moved moved into. But did like did you feel stressed at all when you were like decorating and moving in and you've moved a couple times, so it's not your first mm-hmm. rodeo, like it's sort of my first rodeo, but does it did it overwhelm you or stress you out at all or you're just a, a pro? Well, you mean like when walking in the door and kind of thinking, okay, where do I go from yeah. this point? Yeah, like I walked, I bought this, or bought, that's <laughs> not true. I signed a lease for this apartment, but I told you, I came to work and I was like, I've never just walked into an empty room. It's a studio mm-hmm. and it's just this empty room and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like you're just supposed to have this vision and it's like things are supposed to pop up in your head like, oh, the couch will go there and the mirror will go there and whatever. And d- it really stressed me out because I no. don't think that way. Well, you know what? I think it's a constantly changing thing. I don't think there's one right answer. So what I suggest when you're moving into your apartment in two weeks, you know, have the basic pieces. Don't go overboard and kind of overload the space with too much stuff, but bring in what you have currently and then set it up, arrange it in a way that just, you know, okay, the bed fits here. I'm going to leave it here for now. And, you know, place things around that because the bed is obviously your biggest piece. So that's kind of where you want to start from, start big and move to the smaller items, but kind of live with it for a week or two in each layout. And if you decide, okay, I keep 
walking into this chair because it's kind of in my path to the kitchen <laughs> or whatever. You know, obviously move it. It's not a it's not a set in stone thing once you place something somewhere. So, you know, be flexible and and work with the space and let it kind of tell you what works best for yourself. So it sounds like decorating is kind of a layering process. Like you start Absolutely. with the foundation, like yeah. a bed. Yes, the foundation and then you move be the on. bed or the sofa, and then you build upon that, you know, with, okay, a side chair or a side table or a coffee table, things that, you know, fit the space. That's another thing to really make it seem like a lived-in and loved space. I think it's good to have the right proportions. So at Real Simple, we often talk about, you know, having these decorating formulas. So say you have a sofa and you're looking for a coffee table, look for something that's about two-thirds the width of your sofa, and that'll be the ideal width of a coffee table. Furniture math. Yeah, furniture math. I mean, and it works, and there's, you know, formulas yeah. for mixing patterns and, and picking side tables and nightstands, and those are all very helpful, and they're all, there's plenty of them out there, but they really do, do work when you're kind of inundated with all the options for what you can bring into your new space. Absolutely. And I th- and what we said was this one was all about decorating on a budget. So obviously the first step to being on a budget is you got to buy the stuff. Mm-hmm. And it can be really overwhelming to say, I'm going to try to decorate on a budget, but I also have to buy like a bed, which is not generally not a cheap, cheap budget-friendly. Like to me, like budget is like $50 or less, but like right. you're not going to get a bed for $50 or less. So my first question for you in that area is where should we be shopping for our furniture? Like where can most people find some of these budget-friendly items that aren't going to like fall apart? Like you're not going to wake up in the middle of the night and have your whole bed crumble beneath you. Like we (laughs) know Ikea. Like Ikea, duh. We all know about that. But what else? And Ikea does have some really good basics. I don't suggest that you buy everything from there because that's what's going to make the place look too cookie cutter, too just like I decorated on a budget. Incorporate some of their things, but don't go overboard there. I mean, West Elm and CB2 are well-known small space decorating stores. They kind of are mid-range price points, but I think a bed and a sofa are two things that you should actually, you know, spend a little bit more on because those are investment pieces that are not just going to be with you in this one apartment. They'll move with you as you kind of become less of a novice in the the apartment-dwelling world or home-dwelling. It really, you know transcends both of those. Like I bought my, I remember when I bought my bed and stuff, I bought it at like Bob's Discount Furniture, which sounds <laughs> like it's going to be weird, but it ended up, no, I mean, it's, the and, stuff came out really good. Yeah. And those, <laughs> those places, I mean, they're around for a reason because they sell one thing and one thing well, or a few things and a few things well, and they actually really do work. And they also don't sell like crazy trendy items. So that's another thing you want to look for in those staple pieces, like your bed and your sofa. Don't pick something that's, you know, got a bold pattern or you know, crazy material, because you want something that you can accessorize according to your changing taste. So even a site like Wayfair will allow you to kind of really just pick and choose and compare the styles, figure out which one really works for you and you think that you're going to like to live with for years, years from now, and then kind of base your, base your product selections upon that. And assuming everyone's kind of moving into these tiny apartments, or at least that's where I'm moving, and yeah. I get to ask the questions. So <laughs> um, what are some things that not only cost-cutting but space-saving that you don't need? Like one example is I don't have a nightstand. And in the beginning I was like, oh, I always had one and growing up, but I haven't needed it, and it probably saved me some money, and it saved me some space. Absolutely. But are there anything, is there anything like that that you're just like, you don't need that, you can find the space somewhere else? Well, I think there are a lot of multifunctional products out there, furniture pieces like – 
a desk that's also a bookshelf. You know, if you don't need a yeah. full-on, like, office desk, you know, get a bookshelf that has a surface that you can slide a chair up to and use it when you do need to work from home. But, you know, for the majority of the time, it acts as, you know, it holds your library, which I know you and I both are adamant about keeping in our apartment. Oh, the my library. God. I have so many books. It's, it's <laughs> really bad. some decorative pieces on there, again, to, to bring in your personality into your space. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing you need is double it, duty. Yes. Double duty is really important. So even, you know, talking about a coffee table, maybe choose one that doubles as seating. So choose one that's upholstered like an ottoman or something that can also have things set up upon it, you know, for coffee table purposes. But again, it's multifunctional and will move with you as, as your life stages kind of change and grow and adapt. What about things that every apartment does need? Like Little things you wouldn't think of, like curtains or rugs mm-hmm. or like little statement pieces that are going to make your apartment look a little more decorated but won't yeah. mean that you're throwing away hundreds of dollars to make it get there. Right. Well, I think you said it. Rugs and curtains and mirrors are really just game changers in decorating because they, again, bring in personality, bring in a little bit of color and comfort. I mean, walking on a bare floor in the 30-degree weather that we're kind of <laughs> moving towards yeah, right it's now. it's so cold. Um, it's freezing. And so a rug is a functional piece that will keep your toes a little warm, won't give you that jolt in the morning, but also, you know, livens up the space and also absorbs some of the sound so there won't be so much echoing and things like that. So choose a pattern that you really like and enjoy. And there are a lot of stores around that, you know, offer really inexpensive rugs. So we mentioned Ikea, but there's also World Market and, again, Wayfair and CB2 and West Elm, they all have really great urban outfitters even. Um, yeah. They all have really great options. And then mirrors. Mirrors will Im- impact your space immensely. We often say to place a mirror on a wall opposite a window because it will reflect any light that comes in, bounce it around your space, and actually make your space feel a lot bigger. So if you're moving into a studio or you know, have a relatively small bedroom or living room, I always say a mirror is like the first thing I hang up in my, in my new spaces. That's so smart. And speaking of other, like the idea of making your place look bigger, are there other ways to decorate to make it look bigger, like color schemes you should use or how you place furniture? Yeah, it's always good to go neutral uh, if you're unsure okay. about colors. So start with a neutral. We like the two-thirds rule, I think we say. So we choose you know, 60% of a room should be one color, one major color. And then a second color can take up 30%. So, you know, decide on an accent color you like blue. So bring in navy, you know, and some of the pillows and maybe even an accent wall, things like that. And then 10% you have left for any other kind of bold pops of color you want to add in. So it's a really good, again, formula, decorating math, that you can use to make your space feel you but not kind of cramped because, oh, I chose to do you know, bright red walls everywhere, and now it feels like a red jewelry box. Right. So stick with more neutral palette on your 60% of your space and then kind of go bold and colorful with the other stuff. And then I also think this doesn't necessarily mean budget, but I also think that if you want to make your space seem bigger, part of that is being able to bring people in. So what I always say to splurge on (laughs) is also a sofa bed. I mean, again, it's kind of a big upfront cost. But if you're buying a sofa anyway, buy one with a pull-out bed so that more likely than not you won't have a guest room right away. So you can Mm -hmm. still have guests come over and spend time with you and it doesn't feel like, you know, you can't bring people into your space. 
So I think one of the things you mentioned was you paint the whole thing, you have red walls, you feel like you're in a red jewelry box. Mm -hmm. So I think that part of it is like people really struggle to find like their decorating style. I mean, I don't think I have one. I bought, like I said, I kind of bought my furniture as a set. I was like, this is the same comfort I've used since college, whatever. Mostly because I don't know what I'm going to like in five years. Like how have you kind of decided what your style is and come up with something that feels really you? Well, I think it's an ever-changing, ever-evolving thing. I don't think you one day just are like, okay, this is my style. I found it, and I'm, I'm happy. Uh, for me, it's constantly adapting just as I grow and change. And so I don't think you need to feel any pressure to have that, like, nailed down and solidified. I do suggest, however, moving beyond just the same furniture set. I think even changing one piece in a set can really make a space feel more characteristically you. So say you got, you know, all kind of rounded edge pieces of furniture. So you have a headboard with like a rounded edge, you have a round nightstand, you have a round rounded dresser. So pick something maybe with sharper corners and a different material, maybe a lacquered finish uh, for a different dresser. So replace your dresser with that and see how it works with the space. And if it, you know, if you feel good about that new style, incorporate another piece and really let it be eclectic. Let it be you. Don't be. Don't think you have to force yourself to fit into the bubble of one particular style. Like don't, don't nail yourself down and calling yourself traditional or or eclectic. Even though I just yeah. said that, <laughs> right. or modern. You know, just kind of roll with it and go with what feels good. If something speaks to you in the store, it'll make you enjoy it. Like you'll enjoy it in your space. So I. I thought always figured, and maybe this is just because, like I said, I have everything kind of looks the same, that having furniture pieces that all look different or looked kind of mismatched would make your apartment seem more like it was de- decorated on a budget. But I feel like you're saying the opposite, that no, having some mismatched pieces I, Yeah, I feel the opposite. I good. feel that if you kind of do buy everything from the same place, it's, it's going to look cookie cutter and it's going to show that you decorate it on a budget. You might notice that it's all from one bargain basement warehouse, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But again, I think when people walk into your space or you walk into your space and don't immediately say, oh, I feel like I just walked into an Ikea showroom. Like they just walk in and say, oh, Sam, this is so you. This space is so awesome. You know, I think that really comes from the mismatches of, not mismatch, but, you know, the, the eclectic and pulled together unique finds. You know, even in New York especially, there's so many flea markets we can shop at, and you can find inexpensive pieces that have some age to them and, and aren't just pristine, you know, new pieces from the same place. You don't want it to say, oh, that looks like page 50 of, you know, <laughs> yeah. the Ikea catalog or exactly. the Wayfair exactly. catalog. And a big part of decorating, obviously, and also being a real simple, is DIY, like certain things you can do yourself and build yourself and hacks and things like that. Do you have any that you've used in your apartment or DIY budget, DIY projects you're really proud of that you think other people could do? Two things I really like. For me, lately, one of the things I've been drawn to are kind of the industrial style pipe leg pieces of furniture and bookshelves. And so my boyfriend and I are planning to build a bookshelf using copper pipes and just basic cuts of wood that I'm going to stain. And so we're going to build a bookshelf rather than spending $500 on a bookshelf. We're going to build something that's unique and it's our own and it fits our current style and will cost probably one-third of that price. So where do you get all those materials? Home Depot or Lowe's. I mean, go to any um, any home improvement store and the, the people who work there are often very helpful in 
teaching you exactly how to accomplish your, your imagined task. And then another thing I think you can DIY and I constantly do is a gallery wall. I just pick up really oh, inexpensive yeah. frames. I like to have a variety of frames, so some gilded, more ornate ones, some very basic white ones, some black ones, you know, really kind of mix up the sizes and the shapes. And then all I do is print out pictures that inspire me on a daily basis, and then I'll fill them in where, where I think they look nice, and then I'll often change them. So I've been in my apartment yeah. for three weeks, and I've already changed three of the prints. So it's just, for me, it's an inexpensive way to make a wall feel like me and us, and it, it you know, it just speaks to us. That's right. I mean, that's like, that's something I've seen all over Pinterest and all over Real Simple and all over everywhere. And I just haven't, the apartment I've lived in for the last year has been a very transient thing. But I think that's something I'm excited is I feel like something like that makes it feel more like home. Absolutely. And it's easy to get a cup to get 10 frames and print out pictures. Yes, that's, exactly. That's such an easy decorating thing. Well, we've covered a lot. And I'm curious to kind of wrap up the conversation is what is your favorite decorative item in your apartment? Like, what's the one thing that's traveled with you from all the different places and you put it down and you're like, now I'm home. This feels like home. Well, actually, it's a set. It's a pair of teacups that I bought at a thrift store in North Carolina that's just black and has like a little gilded edge to it. And it's turquoise on the inside. And so that pop of turquoise on the interior of these black mugs um, just always kind of makes me smile, and I remember the story of when I bought them because I was with my mom, and it was just a really special moment to find them. And so every time I unpack them and see them, you know, while I'm sitting on the sofa or something, they just really kind of give me joy. And so that's something that I always love. So I have those on my bookshelf. You know, a teacup doesn't just have to live up in a cabinet. You know, if it, again, makes you happy, put it out on display for everyone to see. I love that. I have a map above my bed, a map of the L train in Chicago where I went to school oh, for four years, and it's amazing. framed. And I feel like that's going to travel yeah, around. as it should. <laughs> and you can build your gallery wall around that. That's, that's very true. I, well, I think you're going to have to help me, as I think the moral <laughs> of the story is you're going to have to come to my apartment and look at the empty room and help me visualize. But today has helped a lot, too. Good. Well, thank you so much again, Steph, who is, like I said, a home editor at Real Simple and my go-to for everything. So thank you so much for your time today. It's always great to talk to you. My pleasure. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for joining me today for Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics, this proves it. Tweet them to me, and I'll add them to my list for a future episode. I'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel, and remind you to grab a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time.